interrupt your regularly scheduled programming with a special announcement. The Pharaoh of Egypt has opened contacts with the Aegean, and representatives of the Egyptian court are visiting the islands of Crete, Cyprus, and mainland Greece. It's unclear what significance these events will have, but more details as we learn them. Hi there, my name is Dominic, and I am the host of the History of Egypt podcast. The History of Egypt podcast is telling the story of the Nile Valley and its magnificent civilization, a culture that flourished over 3,000 years of recorded history, and much more besides. In this show, we take a chronological look at the history of the Nile Valley. We cover the famous events, the great monuments, and the deeds of legendary rulers. But we also dive deeper into the daily life and the nitty-gritty details of Egyptian society. This includes its connections with the neighbours, including Greece and the Aegean. My thanks to Mark for allowing me to introduce the show to you. And as a special taster, here is a small section of an upcoming episode. We are currently exploring connections between Egypt, the Near East, and the Aegean Sea during the 14th century BCE, the Late Bronze Age, or the Mycenaean Palatial Period. You may be surprised to learn that Mycenaeans and Minoans are prominent in Egyptian art and archaeology. And in the following section, I will tell a tale of some Mycenaeans who may have interacted with the court of Egypt. Specifically, traces of Mycenaean activity during the reign of Akhenaten, one of the most famous pharaohs in Egyptian history. So, for a few minutes, sit back and enjoy a tale of the Nile Valley and its connections with the Aegean world. Chapter 5. Strange Helmets and Unknown Warriors From struggles on the shore, we now move to art from the royal court. Our source for this chapter comes from a papyrus, a fragmentary piece of paper unearthed at the city of Amarna. These fragments have paintings on them, small scenes that have been drawn by an artist. There are at least two scenes in the surviving fragments. One of these scenes appears to show a battle. An Egyptian warrior is in conflict with foreigners, possibly people from Libya. The Egyptian seems to be losing, he appears to be on his knees, and the Libyans may be about to kill him. That's all we get from that fragment, and it's not the main focus. What I'm interested in is the other fragment. This fragment shows a group of warriors, or foot soldiers. They seem to be marching or running forward, possibly joining the battle that is happening. On their heads, these soldiers wear distinctive helmets. Now these helmets are not Egyptian in style. The troops seem to wear boar tusk helmets, a style of headgear made from ivory that comes from boars. These helmets are quite distinctive. They come from the Aegean, from the world of the Mycenaeans and the early Greeks. Boar tusk helmets are a high status item in Mycenaean archaeology. They turn up in graves for high-ranking warriors, and we also see them in art from the Aegean region. Items like this are expensive. To make a boar tusk helmet, the artisans would need ivory from dozens of animals. So these are prestigious items. That begs the question, 
Why are a group of soldiers on an Egyptian papyrus wearing Mycenaean helmets? There are at least two possible explanations. Are these Egyptian warriors who are wearing imported armour? Or are they Mycenaean warriors who are serving the pharaoh? The answer is uncertain. In 1994, a couple of scholars did a study on this papyrus specifically, but they did not reach a firm conclusion on the soldiers' origins. You see, apart from the helmets, the troops are quite generic. You wouldn't pick them out of a crowd. So there's nothing distinctive in their costume or their appearance to identify them. With that in mind, it is impossible to say if these are Mycenaean soldiers fighting for Egypt, or Egyptian soldiers using imported armour. If the troops are Egyptian, that is still quite interesting. It tells us that Akhenaten, or his government, was quite happy to import expensive foreign armour. As I mentioned, these boar tusk helmets are high-status items. They required a lot of effort and labour to produce. So if the Egyptian government was buying these helmets, that cannot have been cheap. Which begs the question, does this papyrus fragment show the pharaoh's bodyguard? The sort of top-tier units we would expect to have that kind of expensive gear. Based on the surviving picture, we really can't say. This papyrus is the only example of boar-tusk Mycenaean helmets. None of the art from Akhenaten's reign ever includes these features. So it's anyone's guess as to who these troops were, if they were Egyptian. If the soldiers were Mycenaeans, that raises an interesting idea. Perhaps in the time of Akhenaten, the Egyptian government was employing foreign soldiers. Maybe Mycenaean warriors came to Egypt seeking employment or opportunities on the field of battle. They could serve the pharaoh at home and on campaign, and enjoy riches as a reward. The Egyptian government employed many groups as army units, and plenty of Egyptian soldiers came from distant lands and communities. The most famous example is the Magi, that elusive group from southern Egypt and Sudan. There are others, particularly from the south, but you get the idea. Foreign mercenaries, quote-unquote, are a regular feature of the Egyptian army. The idea of Mycenaean warriors coming to fight for the pharaoh? That is certainly possible. Then again, there might be another interpretation. In this papyrus, or at least the fragment that survives, the distinctive warriors seem to be helping or supporting the Egyptians. But we only have a tiny portion of the scene. Perhaps the battle itself was more chaotic. Perhaps the sides are less clear-cut. What's my point? Well, maybe these Mycenaeans are enemies pirates or raiders on the Egyptian coast. That is speculative. We have no definitive proof for the Mycenaeans ever attacking Egypt in force. But the idea of Greeks or proto-Greeks coming to Egypt for violent purposes, that does have a long legacy. The Mycenaean papyrus might have a distant connection with events from a famous tale, the tale of Odysseus and his travels on the sea.
To hear the full story and discover deeper connections between Egypt and Bronze Age Greece, consider listening to the History of Egypt podcast. You can find the show on all good podcasting apps, and the website is egyptianhistorypodcast.com. There, I have links to social media like Twitter and Instagram, where I post information about the ancient world. Once again, my thanks to Mark for hosting this little trailer. I hope you've enjoyed it, and perhaps I will see you soon in the Nile Valley. Meanwhile, let's return to Greece and enjoy some wonderful tales from your host.